0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says, it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you magnificent beings. It's a glorious day. I hope you are feeling that for yourself. Now, what would you think if I told you you have Christ-like powers that you can tap into and use to create a positive future for this planet. Would you like to be transformed and be a catalyst for transformation? Would you like to consciously and actively participate in bringing heaven to earth? I know for sure I do. So today we have the very exciting opportunity to find out how we can use our free will and choice to start to do this very thing. My guest today says that we do have the power of what we call gods, and we are at a fork in the road, a choice point. We can destroy the world or we can restore the world, evolve ourselves and society. We are here today with Barbara Marks Hubbard, one of my very favorite humans ever. She will be sharing profound insights, wisdom, and important information from her new book, The Evolutionary Testament of Co-Creation, The Promise Will Be Kept. So if you're ready to take personal responsibility, if you're ready to use your free will and choice to evolve, to raise your vibration and positively influence the world, you are in the right place right here, right now. We're so fortunate to be spending some sacred time with world-renowned visionary futurist, evolutionary educator, and inspiring speaker, Barbara Marks Hubbard. Barbara is the author of seven acclaimed books that communicate the new worldview and Of conscious evolution, including The Hunger of Eve, The Evolutionary Journey, Revelation, Conscious Evolution, Emergence, 52 Codes for Conscious Self Evolution, and Birth 2012 and Beyond, Humanity's Great Shift to the Age of Conscious Evolution. Today, we're going to be talking about her new book, The Evolutionary Testament of Co-Creation: The Promise Will Be Kept. At her heart, Barbara Marks Hubbard is a visionary and a social innovator. She's an evolutionary thinker who believes that global change happens when we work collectively and selflessly for the greater good. Barbara does not consider herself an idealist, but does believe that social and planetary change is simple. She believes we have the tools, fortitude and resolve to take this leap forward to conscious evolution. And she's going to share with us what we can do to take personal responsibility and play our parts as individuals to become more conscious, more awake, more aware, and more loving human beings. So Barbara, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today on Journey to Center.
1: I'm delighted to be here, truly with you, because you're so special. Oh (laughs) Oh,
0: my gosh, you gave me goosebumps. I need to calm down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so incredibly special. I feel like you are definitely one of my personal teachers, and um, I do look to you as kind of a a sister that's a little bit further up the rung of the ladder, a little further down the road, <laughs> higher on the mountain. And I do believe we, we need to learn from those that have gone before us and light the way for the ones behind us, kind of like spiritual rock climbers. So I'm so glad to be on the journey with you. <laughs> it's
1: true. Very true. I love
0: your laugh. All right. So you say on the cover of your book, the promise will be kept. That's the subtitle. What promise are we talking about?
1: Well, if you take the life of Jesus as an example, and he said, you will do the works that I do and greater works than these will you do in the fullness of time. And that would include all the different miracles. It would even include being able to build a new body, a body of light. It would include life ever-evolving. Um, it would include all the moral precepts, I love ye one another, do unto others as we have done unto you, yeah judge that you be not judged, all of those great beatitudes, it would include being able to do all that. It would include really ultimately becoming an emerging human. You see, there's no reason to assume that Homo sapiens sapiens as we are the, the brilliant little species in an animal body with a big, big brain. <laughs> <laughs> that This is the end of evolution. Why would 14 billion years stop here and say, well, this is all we're going to do. Jesus, rec- I believe, represents the next stage of human evolution. He manifested it it as a person. He came in to tell us that we would do the works. So fulfilling the promise, the promise will be kept, is a declaration that's written in this book through interpreting the New Testament that the promise is being kept wherever we use our new capacities with Christ's love. Mm -hmm. The promise is being kept and we don't know it because we don't associate what we're doing anything to do with the Christ. We don't we don't make that association and I'm saying that when we do, we'll see we're doing a lot more and particularly if we put all our love into our new capacities and they are spiritual, social and scientific, technological, you'll see I have a name for the new species it's homo universalis. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we're becoming and that there are millions of us out there and I'm an elder of the new. Mm,
0: I love that. And I I just think you're a shining example of Uh, what we can be if we want to. I mean, so many people in our current Western society, it's like to get older is something to be ashamed of. And I see you embodying in such a way that it's like, I'm excited about this. I look forward to being a wise one and an elder. It's like you take a lot of the... The, those judgments from the past and you completely um, revamped them and transformed them and updated them. It's like, this is, this is marvelous. This is exciting. It, so it, it, I, I love right. how you are the shiny example of, of what I, I want to make when it, I just grow another
1: up. little interesting observation about so-called aging. <clears throat> is I feel that two things are happening to me, I feel I'm regenerating mm. in that, I am not like I thought eighty-six years old would be, and the reason is I'm so excited about what I'm doing. That's emerging,
0: <laughs> and there is such light in your eyes. I just have to say, so your I'm eyes eyes
1: look newer so every day. <laughs> I'm newer now. As what new means, I'm emerging in my creativity, but then so is the world. It's not like I'm emerging all by myself. <laughs> I'm emerging as part of a much larger community of people. And that as an elder of the new, I am inviting people to discover what's really emerging in them. When you do, and if you say yes to your own vocation, your own life purpose, what happens is your cells are getting a new message. And here's the message my cells are getting. There's more for us to do. (laughs) We've just begun, folks. That's what my cells are getting from me.
0: Yes. And so this is something that um, was a personal struggle for me, and it's something I have discussed with a lot of my clients and students and friends and readers. We have to get to the place of forgiveness for others and for ourselves. Right. Absolutely. talk about that a lot in your book. We have to forgiveness, forgive ourselves and others. We have to clear that guilt and shame so that we can receive the grace, so that we can connect and collaborate and be vessels for the divine. So can you talk a little bit more about this? I think very important subject.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I'm just involved in something like that right now where a dear friend of mine has been deeply criticized. And in a letter to help destroy this person, and I'm just writing a letter about um, extremism, just to take this issue as it is currently uh, happening in our society, is that extremism is where people have a true belief that they feel empowers them to destroy anybody who does not have that belief. Mm. Or they feel like ISIS is the most awful example of that. Yes. Their true belief is such that they they believe that they have to destroy others, and any type of extremism, like what happened in Paris, dropping bombs on people who are having you know breakfast in a cafe because because of why your belief that you have a superior reality than these people do, mm-hmm. and therefore you are authorized to kill them. Well, do you realize? that is ex- modern extremism wherever you're finding it is is part of the greatest problem we're facing mhm and so forgiveness is the we're, we're just going on the meta level the larger level we're we're, we're having to move into radical forgiveness because yes. every culture has done something bad to every other culture this is not on the personal level now but if you think of what like the whites did to the blacks or the, you know the the the, the, not, the Germans did to the nazis or mm-hmm. the communists did to, to millions of chinese and to each other all these battles cultural battles so there's so many of them that you have to f- have radical forgiveness. So you have to start with yourself. So if you think of somebody that is profoundly attacking you or hurting you, and, and this is exactly what I'm going through because I'm criticizing somebody for attacking um, a person I care about, but then I'm attacking this person. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I realized that I have to be seeking more forgiveness you know, it's so on, on behalf topic. of the people attacking mm-hmm. the people I love.
0: So I got into some trouble on Facebook because I said, I said um, let's say a prayer of compassion for those that were hurt in that particular attack, but also let's say a prayer of love and compassion for the, those that are the perpetrators of this attack. And it made a lot of people very angry. And I said, I feel like if we don't forgive those that are doing the hurting, that judgment The pendulum of judgment continues to go back and forth and back and forth. We need to get to the place where we have compassion for all beings. And I think you refer to this in your book as initiatory love, initiatory love. It means choosing to love those that are not loving but need love. This neutralizes evil by refusing to react in fear. It reflects love in response to hate. It's not easy.
1: It, but I it's, think it's this is exactly what we need to do. In fact, I just got a lovely quote from somebody from the the New Testament. I'll just read it to you briefly here. It was from John. Let's see if I can find it quickly for you. It was sent by. Well, no, I'm not going to get that. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like doing a lovely
0: dance here. I feel like doing some
1: high. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's a quote from the Bible, but it's very nice. So this is John. John, It's the book of John seven, John eight. But as they persisted in their questioning, he Jesus straightened himself up and said to them, they were criticizing this woman. Let the one among you who has never sinned throw the first stone at her. So she was going to be stoned. Then he stooped down again and continued writing with his finger on the ground. And when they heard what he said, they were convicted by their own consciousness and went out one by one, beginning with the eldest, until they had all gone. Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing where they had put her. So he stood up and said to her, where are they? Did no one condemn you? And she said, no one, sir. Then Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go home and do not sin again. So whatever you are attacking somebody else for, you have to look at yourself. And that's the same thing that Jung meant by the shadow. Mm -hmm. It's not seeing the shadow in somebody else. It's seeing the shadow in yourself.
0: And you're bringing up such an important point. And, And, you know, somebody read that exact verse to me about four or five years ago. I was in a car wreck and I was the one responsible for this car wreck happening. And I had such intense, immense, profound shame. I was in just like this terrible state of depression around it. And one of my friends read that to me. She goes, God forgives you, forgive yourself and go out and don't do it again.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. and I really had to do a lot of work around this core mm. of shame that was inside of me. I've forgiven mm-hmm. the guy. I was, I mean, he came after me. There was this lawsuit It was terrible. He drugged me over the coals and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I deserve to be drug over the coals. I was like a really a victim and I was having a pity party for myself. It's like, you know what? I have to clear this shame. I have to forgive myself so that I can go out and uh, love myself and love others once again. And it was, it was very painful. One of my spiritual teachers said most of us on a spiritual path have to come up against this shame and and choose to heal it. So I think a lot of people don't forgive others because they don't want to have to look in the mirror that deeply at themselves.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, I I am really uh, very moved by the way Jesus set the example, and the promise will be kept is that. the promise is being kept, you see. You and I, just right on this phone right now, are helping to fulfill the promise. It's not that we're great, gigantically creative people necessarily, but we're committed totally yes. to fulfilling this promise, and in that sense, we are fulfilling it in this interview. Mm-hmm. This interview is an event. It is. Yeah.
0: It, and I, and it, I feel like when we do this program, it ripples out into the world, and Continues to have an influence. And you say in your book that everything we do, everything we do matters. Yes. What I want to do is live my life motivated by um, love and service and joy. And I know that's what you're doing as well. So I, I like to think this matters and will continue to matter long after we've dropped the
1: body. It is, and we are doing the work. Every time we love, every time we create, every time we we communicate like this, you're doing the work all the time, actually. So it's very important in this book for us to see it's not only sometime in the way distance, future. It is being kept. I feel I'm, I, am, I am living out the promise by doing exactly the work I'm doing. And it doesn't mean that I have experienced the resurrection from the dead personally, but it means that I am resurrecting what's dying into what's being born anew all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like right now.
0: Well, and I do feel Barbara that we all do have a particular personal purpose and we can turn inward or upward or towards the sun or the light or our heart or soul or God or Jesus and say, yes, I want to do what I came here to do even if I don't know what that is.
1: Right, and here's something about about that because it's not so easy for some people to know what it is they're born to do because a great gift that you and I have is a sense of vocation a sense of life purpose many people who are brilliant and particularly some younger people they don't know what to, they don't have a, an inner direction like this so if you don't have an inner direction it can make you disoriented it can make you depressed it can make you feel you know defeated so the thing to do is stop and get in touch with it, what inside you attracts you at all the slightest glimmer of what there might be there for you to express or be or know or touch and say yes to it and go further to find it meet with at least one other person and share your yearning to express and be who you potentially are and if you're in a resonant field a loving field of two or more like this you'll find it'll come out. Sometimes that vocation, you might say, is shy. It doesn't show up. Some people it shows up with easily. Some people, they're very shy. They don't know what they're called to do. I remember somebody said to me, this is what I came up with, the idea of conscious evolution. They said, do you think, Barbara, that you are affecting evolution? (laughs) I said, yes, I do. What? And then I told them how I'm affecting evolution.
0: Uh huh.
1: So I'm affecting evolution by giving my gift, by doing my my, my life purpose. How we all do. I say all the
0: time, we are more powerful than we think, and it's not an ego statement. It's like we we are so important and vital. Every one of God's children is important and vital. Um, not one of us, not one soul will be lost.
1: If you look at the crisis on Earth, let's say climate change as one of the major crises, that we're now aware we can't continue to grow this way in the womb of Earth. So that crisis is causing all kinds of new things to happen. And a lot of them happened at that uh, climate conference. Um, the last one, it was in Paris, too, right after the crisis in Paris. And people, the leaders of the world, People all over the world suddenly realized our life support system is in danger. This is the fate of the Earth. This is the fate of all of us. And we started to feel a planetary yearning to deal with climate change, to move to sustainable and clean energies as a whole peoples of Earth. All over the world, people felt that way. That's new. Mm -hmm. That's really new.
0: Yeah, I think crisis can wake us up to setting new intentions. I I think Zen teachings tells us that pain is a universal great awakener. That was definitely the case for me. And I feel like that's happening with our planet. You know, we're collectively being brought to our knees. And I think that's when we turn inward or upward and choose to become co-creators, which is a word you use a lot. Right. Co-creators can perform miracles.
1: Well, and so let's say that what the word means is the creator process, the process of creation is within every one of us. Mm -hmm. And when we say yes to the direction that unique for you and for each person in the world, that finding of that little unique impulse and say yes... Then more of it comes out, and that's when regeneration starts to happen, and that's when you get to be post-menopausal, a woman beyond 50. uh, I'm almost saying we're part of a new species, because when we have no more eggs to reproduce a species, we become the egg. We become the feminine creator god within to give the gift of the feminine into a world in crisis. It's very new because most of the feminist movement had to be to try to get equality with men. But we don't want to be equal to men in a dysfunctional world. Mm. We we want to be guiding our culture towards a a new, I think, a culture of co-creation and creativity. So women have a huge role to play now that we never did before.
0: I love that. And I know that Dalai Lama had said he must have come back as a Western woman for a long time. I didn't understand why. I think I'm kind of starting to get
1: it. <laughs> I think he said the world will be saved by the women of the West. Ah. And, and the reason for that is, is we're free. Mm-hmm. Now, the women of the world, whenever women are free, they move in this direction. But cultures of poverty, cultures of, of religious authority don't allow it.
0: They just don't allow it. We're very privileged
1: with all the failures of our democracy to live in a culture that gives you this freedom. So we we have to do it for everybody and make sure that everybody has this freedom eventually.
0: Yes, that's incredible. So, yes, um, and you write about how we're not going to continue to produce from the sweat of our brow, but rather through our creativity and our hearts. Right. I feel that's absolutely my intention.
1: Yes, I, I can see that. So the, uh, the evolutionary testament of co-creation really is, a, a, I would say, an amazing document that more or less was given to me by inspiration. You know, when I saw hang gliders jumping off a higher mountain above a, cr- a big cross, and I thought of mass metamorphosis, we shall all be changed, I began to read the New Testament. I saw it was coded evolution. And I once had a a conference at the World Future Society called Jesus, the Future Human. And I had a group of scientists, astronauts, uh, people very advanced in physics and in computer technologies. And I read miracles that it was said that Jesus did. And then I asked them what they could do comparable to that. And every miracle that Jesus did, they thought we could do. Mm -hmm. And we're not necessarily doing them all, but we could. So it it was a very interesting future-oriented meeting to see that we are doing the works, can do the works. And when we do, we'll be like an emerging humanity for sure.
0: So fascinating. So, Barbara, we just have a couple of minutes left here. This has been the fastest interview of my entire life. Um, (laughs) Will you please tell people where they can get more of you?
1: Uh, they go to my website evolve dot org
0: yes Evolve.org. So this is something you write about in your book that I think needs to be reiterated. Trust yourself in your inner compass. Your inner magnetic needle serves as your compass. It tells you when you're off the path through pain and fear and on the path through joy and peace. The more frequently we check our inner compass, the more sensitive we become to its signal of pain and joy, the better we start to stay on course, the better we're going to be able to serve and guide others, the more we're going to be able to transform the world.
1: That's true. That's true. To my inner compass is pointing this is a good thing to be doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to feel good. We're supposed to be in our joy yeah. and be in our loving. And I love that you are this bright shining example of doing that very thing. And I hope to get you back on the show. I hope to come see you out in is it Berkeley? Is that where Berkeley, California.
1: Is? I want you to come for sure. i want
0: to come. So yes, yes I'm, going to, you I'm come. going to be in touch with you.
1: So <laughs> Tammy, I look forward to meeting you, really. You're a wonderful, wonderful interviewer.
0: Oh, thank you. And you are a wonderful, magnificent spiritual being having this Human experience. I'm so glad you said yes to being Barbara Mark So glad you said yes to coming on the show. You've made my day, week, year, life. And I know you've inspired and uplifted our listeners here today. So, to anybody that wants to connect with me, if you have something to say, please get a hold of me, TammyBPhD.com. Leave me a message. Be in touch. Who do you want to hear from? I know you love Barbara. I love Barbara. Let's connect with her. In Berkeley, we're going to bring in More light, more love, more joy. Let's uplift humanity. Let's become universal humans and transform this world into love and light. I'm so grateful for you. So grateful for you, Barbara, Remy, my listeners. God bless you. Onward and upward. I love you. Bye for now.